Welcome back. Hey, all right, Eric. Here we are. Again. Yes. Here we are. We're doing this again. Today is day eight. Mm-hmm. Day eight on our journey. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining Eric and I as we read through the Bible together. Yes. Um, just two friends, two pastors coming together, decided to read through the Bible this year. And yeah. we want you to join us and yeah. hope and you continue on. And if today's your uh, first day, welcome. Yeah. And you can always backtrack if you want, or you don't have to. You yeah. know, you can catch up later on down the road. So, and, and that's fine. And so today we are in uh, still in the book of Job. Job chapter, chapter 17. And uh, we left off, man, Job and his friends are arguing about God and, and the process of suffering. And yeah. Job's friends are, uh, you know, they started out with accusing Job, saying that he's kind of earned all the suffering that he has. And Job defended himself. And while Job was defending himself, he started attacking God yeah. for his suffering. And so now his friends are rightfully defending God, but doing it in the wrong way. So we're getting everything twisted up. Mm. And so we're going to continue as Job continues his defense, the defense of his innocence. So this is chapter 17. Job says, My spirit is crushed and my life is nearly snuffed out. The grave is ready to receive me. I'm surrounded by mockers. I watch how bitterly they taunt me. You must defend my innocence, O God, since no one else will stand up for me. You have closed their minds to understanding, but do not let them triumph. They betray their friends for their own advantage. So let their children faint with hunger. God has made a mockery of me among the people. They spit in my face. My eyes are swollen with weeping, and I am but a shadow of my former self. The virtuous are horrified when they see me. The innocent rise up against the ungodly. The righteous keep moving forward, and those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. As for all of you, come back with a better argument. (laughs) Though I still won't find a wise man among you, my days are over. My hopes have disappeared. My heart's desires are broken. These men say that night is day, and they claim that the darkness is light. What if I go to the grave and make my bed in the darkness? What if I call the grave my father and the maggot my mother or my sister? Where then is my hope? Can anyone find it? No. My hope will go down with me to the grave. We will rest together in the dust. Wow. Job chapter 18. Bildad's second response to Job. Oh, this is going to be good. Then Bildad the Shuhite replied, How long before you stop talking? Speak sense if you want us to answer. Do you think we are mere animals? Do you think we're stupid? You may tear out your hair in anger, but but will that destroy the earth? Will it make the rocks tremble? Surely the light of the wicked will be snuffed out. The sparks of their fire will not glow. The light in their tent will grow dark. The lamp hanging above them will be quenched. The confidence dried of the wicked will be shortened. Their own schemes will be their downfall. The wicked walk into a net, they fall into a pit, a trap grabs them by the heel, a snare holds them tight, a noose lies hidden on the ground, a rope is stretched across their path. Terrors surround the wicked and trouble them at every step. Hunger depletes their strength and calamity waits for them to stumble. Disease eats their skin, death devours their limbs. They are torn from the security of their homes. They are brought down to the king of terrors. The home of the wicked will burn down, burning sulfur rains upon their houses. Their roots will dry up and their branches will wither. All memory of their existence will fade from the earth. No one will remember their names. They will be thrust from light into darkness, driven from the world. They will have neither children nor grandchildren, nor any survivor in the place where they lived. People in the West are appalled 
at their fate, people in the east are horrified. They will say, this was the home of a wicked person, the place of one who rejected God. Job chapter 19, Job's sixth speech, a response (laughs) to Bildad. Then Job spoke again, saying, How long will you torture me? How long will you try to crush me with your words? You've already insulted me ten times, but who's counting? (laughs) You should be ashamed of treating me so badly. Even if I've sinned, that is my concern, not yours. You think you're better than I am, using my humiliation as evidence of my sin, but it is God who has wronged me, capturing me in his net. I cry out, help, but no one answers me. I protest, but there's no justice. God has blocked my way, so I cannot move. He has plunged my path into darkness. He has stripped me of my honor and removed the crown from my head. He has demolished me on every side, and I'm finished. He has uprooted my hope like a fallen tree. His fury burns against me. He counts me as an enemy. His troops advance. They build up roads to attack me. They camp all around my tent. My relatives stay far away, and my friends have turned against me. My family is gone, and my close friends have forgotten me. My servants and maids consider me a stranger. I am like a foreigner to them. When I call my servant, he doesn't come. I have to plead with him. My breath is repulsive to my wife. I am rejected by my own family. Even young children despise me. When I stand to speak, they turn their backs on me. My close friends, they detest me. Those I loved have turned against me. I have been reduced to skin and bones. I have escaped death by the skin of my teeth. Have mercy on me, my friends. Have mercy, for the hand of God has struck me. Must you also persecute me? like God does? Haven't you chewed me up enough? Oh, that my words could be recorded. Oh, that they could be inscribed on a monument, carved with an iron chisel and filled with lead, engraved forever in the rock. But as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives, and he will stand upon the earth at last. After my body has decayed, yet in my body I will see God. I will see him for myself. Yes, I will see him with my own eyes. I am overwhelmed at the thought. How dare you go on persecuting me, saying it's his own fault. You should fear punishment yourselves, for your attitude deserves punishment. Then you'll know that there is indeed a judgment. Okay. Getting heated. Okay. Getting heated. Oh, are we supposed to read the next one? We are supposed to read the next one. We got one more. Okay, we got one more. Sorry. We got one more on this day. I'm too excited to talk about this. All right, let's go. Okay. Zophar's second response to Job. Then Zophar, the Namathite, replied, I must reply because I am greatly disturbed. I've had to endure your insults, but now my spirit prompts me to reply. Don't you realize that from the beginning of time, ever since people were first placed on the earth, the triumph of the wicked has been short-lived and the joy of the godless has been only temporary? Though the pride of the godless reaches to the heavens and their heads touch the clouds, yet they will vanish forever, thrown away like their own dung. Those who knew them will ask, where are they? They will fade like a dream and not be found. They will vanish like a vision in the the night. Those who once saw them will see them no more. Their families will never see them again. Their children will beg from the poor, for they must give back their stolen riches Though they are young, their bones will lie 
in the dust. They enjoyed the sweet taste of wickedness, letting it melt under their tongue. They savored it, holding it long in their mouths. But suddenly, the food in their bellies turned sour, a poisonous venom in their stomach. They will vomit the wealth they swallowed. God won't let them keep it down. They will suck the poison of cobras. The viper will kill them. They will never again enjoy streams of olive oil or rivers of milk and honey. They will give back everything they worked for. Their wealth will bring them no joy, for they, for they oppressed the poor and left them destitute. They foreclosed on their homes. They were always greedy and never satisfied. Nothing remains of all the things they dreamed about. Nothing is left after they've finished gorging themselves. Therefore, their prosperity will not endure. In the midst of plenty, they will run into trouble and be overcome by misery. May God give them a belly full of trouble. May God rain down his anger upon them. When they try to escape an iron weapon, a bronze-tipped arrow will pierce them. The arrow is pulled from their back, and the arrowhead glistens with, with blood. The terrors of death are upon them. Their treasures will be thrown into the deepest darkness. A wildfire will devour their goods, consuming all they have left. The heavens will reveal their guilt, and the earth will testify against them. A flood will sweep away their house. God's anger will descend on them in torrents. This is the reward that God gives the wicked. It is the inheritance decreed by god hmm. okay now we're really done okay yes we, we had to get that one in. done with with day eight but we're going to ask a couple questions yeah first of all yeah can i just make one point yeah before we Go so ahead. one of the confusing things that i think people sometimes run into with the book of job is is it doesn't sound like his friends are attacking him Right, because they're saying they and you know these 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 people. Oh, you yeah. know, I'm talking about the wicked. But the the point here is that they are telling him that he is the wicked, and he is so. You know, Job was a wealthy man, and then this guy just you know Zophar just went off on, you know, the wicked wealthy person is going to lose everything like you did, Job, because you're wicked. So it's just important to know that they are actively attacking him. Yeah. When they're talking about this stuff. Yeah, 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 they are, definitely. And so I think the question today is, so so what do we do with this information? Yeah, what do we do with this? How do what we do? We do? So, so for me, I go back to chapter 17, and I, this is something that I, I, uh, I deal with regularly, and it, it's good for me. Um, uh, and what he says in 17 in verse 3, he says, you must defend, this is Job talking here, and he talks to God, and he says, you must defend my, my innocence, since no one else will stand up for me. And so I think many times I get in trouble mm. when I try to defend Chip. When Chip defends Chip, and instead of letting God take over, you know, and uh, I know there's times we have to speak, there's times we have to say things and do things, and live certain ways and speak truth in certain times. But I think when I try to de- defend myself and and do things my way, especially when people have hurt me and they hate me and they want to harm me, and uh, and so or or my family or those close to me, mm-hmm. um, I will try to hurt and harm them back by what I say, mostly not by what I do usually, but what I say. And so this, for me, is a reminder, I think, you know, is saying, God, you know, I need you to defend me. I need you to stick up for me. I can't handle this. And in this situation with these so-called friends and what they're saying to him, 
and how discouraging it is, I think he gets this piece right. He's like, God, I need, I need your help here. Right. A little help here, God. Yeah. And do what you do best. And, and I think that for me as a so what is to say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you with this situation to handle these people and to defend my innocence and, and my integrity and, and what I'm going through. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and that's totally evidenced by the fact that as Job starts to defend himself, he gets he starts digging a hole with God. He does. Yeah. You know, and so it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so where's Jesus in this passage? I mean, there is the very famous quote from the book of Job. Uh, in 1925 there. But as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and he'll stand upon the earth at last. So the context here is talking about the judgment, you know, and the fact that God is a righteous judge and that the Redeemer lives. And God in his justice has provided us a way for innocence, right? So none of us are innocent. Mm. And yet Job says, yeah, but even though I'm not innocent, and previously he says, even if I was innocent, I'm not innocent, you know? And so now he's kind of built to this point, even as he's questioning God, even as he's angry at God, he builds to this point of, yet I know that I have a redeemer and that he lives and that he's the ultimate judge and he'll stand on the earth at last after everything else has fallen away because Job, again, is not understanding the concept of the resurrection, of eternity. Like, he doesn't have this eternal mindset, yet he sees God as the righteous redeemer and judge. Mm -hmm. But like Paul said, like I said yesterday, without the ultimate resurrection, there's still no hope. Even if, Paul even says, even if Jesus died and resurrected, Mm -hmm. if we don't resurrect, Mm -hmm. then there's no point to what we're doing. And so Job is feeling that pointlessness Mm -hmm. of, okay, so what's the point of, of living if it's just okay we all live and die and then it's god forever and none of us yeah but the answer to that is that's not how it is yeah it is god forever we do yeah. live and die and then we have the opportunity to live again mm-hmm. forever through faith in jesus so mm-hmm. you know once we get to that point our struggles seem so small yeah. even the struggle that job is going through if he could just know the full totality of what jesus did yeah. you just want to shout it to him but he wouldn't understand. He right? do, yeah, he, yeah. He'd be like, "Who's shouting?" Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. He was longing for it, and we all long for that, right? We're, right. We, we had that missing piece. Yeah, we, absolutely. It was, it was evident. Yeah. Well, hey, good job. Another day done, yeah, and uh, thank you guys for joining us today. And can't wait to read through the Bible again with you uh, tomorrow. Yeah. And like always, get a good night's sleep. Get a good night's sleep. Hug your kids. Good. And uh, feed your pets. Yeah. good job that's right do all those things all right all right see you tomorrow guys good night